I had a big coffee today. I am fucking lit up. <laughs> well, I, you seem really energetic considering you it's barely got that much sleep. <laughs> well, because I drove, had to drive Lily to school today because it's raining. I had Cass with me. John was at football. And she was, I did it. I got her there on time. Snacks, water, everything. Cute hair. I was like, I'm getting a Dunkin'. So I got me a large. And oh, I haven't had a large what? Dunkin' coffee in a long time. And so now I'm like, fired up. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I gotta bring it down a little bit though. All right. Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina. And I'm Renee. And this is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. And this week, we are sharing some of the authors we gave at least two of their books a five-star rating. If you enjoyed listening, we'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And if you have a minute, please consider leaving us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or sharing us on social media. All of this truly helps other book lovers find us. Hey, Tina. Hi, Renee. How are you? I'm good. Doing really good. I'm very excited for this episode. Mm. This was fun. Did I do the tagline right? You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say, right? We're talking about the authors where we gave at least two of their books a five-star rating. That makes sense. That makes sense. Repeat five-star authors. That's what I had for the title. Oh, (laughs) that's much more clear. And this was really fun to prep for. I, of course, okay, so I came up with this idea. I saw somebody do a video on it on TikTok. I'll talk about it later. And then I thought, oh, I can tell you the authors off the top of my head. So that was my initial endpoint. And then, of course, I made fun of Renee for for doing the double down research. And then I started doing more research. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, It's really fun, though, to figure out what authors fall into this category. It was fun and some surprises, some weren't. What really was surprising was how many I ha- how oh, many yeah. five stars I have for my top author that I'll save till the end. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow. And and the crazy thing is, even though I have given so many five stars to that author, I also realized looking through uh, like my list of books with that author that I gave a two star. And so it's like you, I mean, that's just, I was like, yeah, that's how it goes. That also is why, you know, you still like, I still try backlist because some are Mm -hmm. like, some are five stars, some not so much. Mm -hmm. And I am the opposite. Once I discover a new author, it's as though (laughs) that was their first book and I only read their new releases. I never go back to backlist, which makes no sense, but hey, that's what I do. Let me tell you about my loving lately. And if you want backlist, if you want a really, really good resource for book lists, this will get you there. I discovered the African American Literature Book Club. It's a website. And I found this website when we were doing research for our What's in the Mailbag bonus episode. I was checking the pronunciation for a particular author. I was looking up Tanana Reeve Du, how do you pronounce her name, just to make sure I had it correct. And it led me to this website. And here's what I love about it. This is the largest site celebrating books by Black writers since 1998. The thing that I enjoy about this website is that they offer a wide range of genres. There's children's books, there's YA, there's uh, fantasy, mystery, contemporary, everything. 
And they have tons of lists. I'm a sucker for a good book list. And some of the ones that I was like playing around with best-selling books for all of 2022, best-selling books by year of publication since 1960. And then, you know, I loved the books coming out in the next six months and beyond. And their focus is Black authors. So I thought this was a really great way for me to continue to focus on diversifying my reading and just finding new authors and seeing things that I didn't previously know about. There is also a huge graphic. As we're recording this, it's actually Banned Books Week. And they have a huge graphic. It says, this is what 126 banned books looks like. And it's all Black authors. So we will link to that so you can take a look on there. It was very powerful to see everything just lined up. And I know this is just a sampling of all the books that are banned. Um, There's also a book list about 100 new audiobooks you'll love. And then personally, I'm like, I love this list. 100 recommended African-American children's books. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I got to... Build the girls' library here. So I saw a ton of new-to-me books on here, including my shelf edition, of course, which I will share later on. And I really enjoyed browsing through this. So we will share in case anybody else is interested. This was the website, African American Literature Book Club. What a great resource. We can never have too many book websites. I'm always impressed. I'm like, how... After all the years of talking books online and talking books for the podcast, I'm still finding new websites. Yeah, that's all the crazy. time. So, what a new resource, which is yeah. fun. They're still out there. There's more probably for us to discover. Absolutely. Okay, my loving lately this week. It's really simple, but I I'll tell you what I really enjoyed it. It is it is episode 243 of the We Can Do Hard Things podcast with Glennon Doyle. This is her episode with Oprah. Now, these two ladies talking together is pure gold. The episode is titled, The Letter from Glennon That Freed Me. Oprah shares this, and she reads this letter at at the end of the podcast. I loved this conversation. Abby and Glennon's sister are also in the episode, and it is just great. I mean, from beginning to end, I loved every part of it. They had a kind of an off-the-cuff, random conversation about their feelings about the sun always shining <laughs> that I— Like the actual yes, sun Yes, the actual the sun okay. because it, and versus a cloudy day. And I, I tell you, it just—it blew my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I feel the same. It, I don't—you know, sometimes you just listen to other people talking, and you're like, wow, I have never—I've thought— the same, but I haven't been able to put it into words. And I don't know. It was so random. I just really enjoyed it. So yeah, it's that's it. It's episode 243 of the We Can Do Hard Things podcast. And that's great. What a meeting of the minds there. I mean, anytime Oprah is going to be on somebody's podcast, like I probably would give it a listen. Are you a regular listener of that podcast? I do subscribe to um, her podcast. I don't listen to every episode. I usually look and see what the topic is. More times Mm -hmm. than not, I am listening. I really enjoy the three of them together. I really find Glennon's sister. um, I don't know why I'm blanking on her name right now, but I find her really entertaining a lot. And she's really, she is... She'll tell the, I mean, she just feels very honest. They all do, but 
yeah, I just, I love the, I love the podcast. Really interesting because I only gave her Glennon's book a three star, but now I'm wondering, the more I'm listening to the podcast, the more I really enjoy, you know, what she has to say about a lot of stuff. I'm wondering if maybe that's a reread sometime in my future. Yeah. She has other books too. Yeah. I think ones that are not there in this phase of her life, but I would love for her. I know a lot about her and I've never read her. Yeah, I would love for her to write another book about midlife. And and I think she may be working on one. She kind of, she mentioned in one episode, just really struggling with not feeling like the imposter syndrome and not feeling, you know, Mm. not feeling like she has what it takes to write another book or something, but oh, yeah. interesting, right? Because I would never think someone that accomplished would get that. But of course, I think at every, every point in time, some of us feel imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Exactly. Anyway, oh, this is going to be a sharp left, folks. So <laughs> <laughs> my latest read is literally one of the darkest books I've ever oh. read. So just hang with me. I will try and be as delicate as I can with recommending it. The book was Saving Noah by Lucinda Berry. And this is the story about a very complicated mother-son relationship. And on the very first page, you find out that Adrian's son is a sex offender. He's young. He's in high school. And you find out what he did. He was in a treatment program, I think, for about 18 months or so. And as the book opens, he's just about to come home from treatment. And we read along as mom grapples with what to do in this new life. The son is really also struggling with what he did. You get a couple of chapters with his point of view. And this really just made me think about what would happen if you or someone you knew was put into this situation. I've never considered this point of view before, that that of the parents of somebody who did that. And the mom, Adrian, gets backed into a corner and is forced to make the hardest decision of her life. And the question becomes, just how far will she go to protect her son? We're actually going to meet for book club tonight in real life. I'm very excited to chat about it. I do recommend this for book club, but check every trigger warning. Again, one of the darkest books I've read, and I'm the dark one (laughs) that doesn't get messed up by reading much of anything. So just know that going in. It was also very, very thought-provoking. Listen to Barry as a psychologist or a trauma therapist. So you can definitely tell that she used her training to help craft this story about something that's very, very touching and very just tragic. That's it. I don't know how else to write. This is one of those books where I can't say that I enjoyed the reading experience, but I can't stop thinking about it, Mm -hmm. right? So I just think, wow, she went dark and not in a way that felt cheap to me. So I'm definitely going to read this author again. I know she's uh, widely enjoyed in the thriller mystery space. This was my first book by her. I'm really glad. See, my book club picked this, and I don't know that I would have picked this at all. And one by one, the members started finishing. They're like, have you finished yet? Have you finished? And like, now I know why. Because <laughs> they were, they couldn't wait until the meeting to talk about it because it's pretty dark. But anyway, this book was Saving Noah by Lucinda Berry. Okay, wow. Yeah, I I actually don't know this book at all. And uh, yeah, that sounds like, ooh, that sounds like it's a good conversation. Very good. I yeah, you're going to it's going to be hard to find a group of people that are able to read this though cuz it's pretty dark. But I posted it on a video on my TikTok and a bunch of readers were also saying I haven't stopped thinking about this book. Like, yes, yeah, super dark, but also I don't want to say enjoyable, but just moving, thought-provoking. Oh, thought-provoking. Those are the mm-hmm. words that I would use. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
All right. Good. All right. Well, my latest read is Never Far Away by Michael Carita. And yes, I have mentioned him recently. I also read his new release, An Honest Man, which I gave five stars to. And then I went and had to read this backlist, which I'm also giving five stars to. This one is about wife, mother, and witness to a gruesome crime, Leah Trenton. Um, She previously, in her regular life, had a pretty normal life. She was a pilot. She you know, was taking care of her kids, had a happy marriage, and then something happened and she had to go into the state's protected witness program. She basically vanished, although her husband knew where she went. Her kids did not. They were very young at the time. And then, okay, so it's basically about 10 years later and she is living a completely different life in another part of the country. She's actually in Maine, in like a wilderness area of Maine. And you know, my mood this fall has been wilderness. So this was perfect. She, for the most part, lives alone. She's pretty determined to continue her her life, um, although she keeps tabs on her children from a distance. And then one day, there is a tragedy back at home. And Leah is called in and Leah gets a phone call from one of the children and they only know her by name as a distant aunt. And I want to leave it there because once she finds out what happened at home, she has to make a decision because if she comes out of hiding, those particular bad guys, and they are bad, they've never stopped looking for her. So ooh, it's, it's very tense. This author is one of my most trusted authors for mysteries and thrillers. And I know I said with an honest man, and he does the same thing here, you never know what you're going to get with him. This this is absolutely a thriller, but it's also very character-driven because I became invested in Leah. I became invested in the kids. Oh my gosh, so good. And there is a very surprising bad guy, good guy. And that is my sweet spot. He is an assassin, but he is sent along the way to quote unquote, help her, but he's bad. And I love characters like this. I Mm -hmm. love characters like this. And of course, as I've said before with this author, you also never know who is going to live and who is going to die in his stories. You just, you don't know. He's very surprising. There's twists along the way. I loved it. It's Never Far Away by Michael Carita. Mm. So was he like a potential for your five-star He is absolutely, yes. And I'm sneaking him in um, okay. here okay. because mm-hmm. he, he would gotcha. have been on my list. Yes, I have three or four books that have been five-stars by him. That is high praise. And he has a backlist. I will read anything he writes. I don't know if I'm going to go back to all of his backlists, but here's an interesting fun fact. He writes another like supernatural light kind of stories. They're not a series or anything, but he writes under the name Scott Carson. And I just got an email from a pu- uh, shoot, I'm blanking. I think it was Atria, but they were like, hey, would you like a copy of Scott Carson's new book? And 
I was like, Scott Carson. That's not, who, how do I know that name? And then I pulled it up and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Michael Carita. Yes, I absolutely do want a, a copy of that. So I don't feel like he, he's talked about that much at all in the book world. And I have no idea why. Because if you love mysteries and thrillers, especially faster paced thrillers, but you also really love to get invested in characters, um, he would be a great author to try out. You're right, because you are the only one I've ever heard <laughs> talking <laughs> talking about him. I know there are other people, but like, yeah, anytime you mention his name, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that author. Good. I had a suspicion he would have been on your list. And I am very excited to share with you all. Um, I got this idea initially um, from a TikTok video I came across from Max at Well Done Books. And he was talking about the authors that he gave at least two of their books a five-star rating a.k.a. repeat five-star authors, as Renee succinctly put it. <laughs> and some of them, in my again, in my head, I'm like, oh, I already know some that'll be on my list, you know, and I kind of quickly, quickly went in and just jotted some down. Then I also have a physical notebook where I keep a list of all the books that I've ever read since I started tracking in like 2009. Let me tell you, I used to be a much more generous reader, <laughs> I think, as I got online and started to read more and more and started the podcast. And I've become more stingy or maybe Renee is rubbing off on me. I don't know. In a good way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some of these books, I like kind of want to go back and be like, no, that wasn't. But then I also this morning decided to go and play in Goodreads. And boy, was that fun because you can sort by author. And it was really nice because I was able to sort, I think I have something like 1300 books in Goodreads. I was able to sort and see one, how many titles I've read by specific authors, who my repeat authors were, some surprised me. I'm like, why do I keep trying this person? Because I don't rate their books very <laughs> highly. And it was super fun. So that is sort of my process. And I recommend if you have a Goodreads account, doing that for yourself just for fun, I guess. You know, this is how book nerds have fun. Renee, how did you go about this? I went through my Storygraph books. I went through mm -hmm. every book. I just went through the whole list. Now, I only started tracking in, I think, 2010 to 11. So I have only. about, um, I know <laughs> like it feels, but I'm, I'm kicking. I wish I would have started sooner. I really yeah. do. I, because there were some books on there that are some authors that I know I love their books, but I don't know if I gave them five star because I didn't rate it before, yeah. you know, they were in the mid 2000s or whatever. So I had about almost a thousand books that I just started going through. Um, I had some authors that I knew were going to be on the list. So I would just type their name in and then look at all the books and see like, oh, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, I gave five stars. I knew I gave five stars to that or whatever. Some I knew would be on there. Some I wasn't sure how many. And uh, then I, I did forget about a few. And the way I have decided to pick, um, we decided to narrow it to eight authors. Yeah. I had about 18. So I decided to try to go with some authors that I may not have mentioned on the show because we've only been doing the show two and, you know, a little over two years. Mm -hmm. So I decided to do that combined with a couple that I know you won't be surprised to hear, but you might be surprised to hear the specific books I gave five stars to. Mm-hmm. That's a fun way to do it. And that's smart that you went with authors we have not mentioned on the show. I just 
and again, I too also had something like 18, 20 on my list. And I was like, all right, some of these I know are repeats that we've talked about, that we've heard about, but I did the same thing. I grabbed, I tried to grab some from different genres too, just just to give everybody a sampling. So definitely what we're going to do, we obviously did not want this to be a three-hour show where we're listing (laughs) just a bunch of books. That's not very fun. But what we're going to do is share the authors and share the titles that we gave five stars to. Right. I'm like a little nervous. Here's the thing. Like... You, I know you guys are our listeners. You guys feel like our friends. I, I don't come and say, oh, I didn't like any of their books. Or like, <laughs> how could you rate so many of their books five stars? It's such a personal preference. Don't make fun of how many books we've rated five stars. Because I know some folks are very particular. And like, I guess the question becomes, what makes a five-star read? For me, it's just a feeling. It's, I know this. Now I can literally look at my list and think, what's that really five stars? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I tried to pick ones where I looked at their titles and like, yeah, like unquestionably would I, again, today give this a five-star rating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm similar and I stand by, yeah, I still stand by all of these for the most part. I mean, some I don't remember entire plots or anything oh, like that but please. you know no, barely <laughs> but I stand by I was like oh yeah I'm happy I, I'm glad I, I love this particular list and let us know if you like this we have some plans for the rest of our list in the future but I think we're both saving the author that we've given the most five-star book ratings to to for our last author right yes correct okay all right well yeah do you want to kick us off? Sure. I will go first. And I also sort of did a little bit of a chronological order. So this very first author is somebody that I read years and years ago, and I still read today. I actually read one of his books earlier this year, I think. So my first author is John Green, and he is a YA author. He just came out with a nonfiction book this year, but I love John Green just as a person. I think he's so smart. I think he has such amazing things to say. I think he's a net positive for the world. And I have read more of his books than I'm listing here. These are just the three that I gave five stars to. Number one, The Fault in Our Stars. I will never not recommend that book. Jonathan and I read it together when we first started dating. There's like a quote in there that we had on our wall. It's very sentimental to me and I loved it. Looking for Alaska was the second book that I gave five stars to. I think I read The Fault in Our Stars first, Looking for Alaska second. We're trying to not spend too much time talking about plot. But if you've not read that one, I don't know that that gets as enough due. I really enjoyed it. The third is The Anthropocene Reviewed, which is his nonfiction kind of short essay collection. And I'm laughing because at the last Mood Reader Happy Hour, one of our patrons <laughs> was like, I hated that book. I will die on this hill. She was so mad because everyone, a lot of people really enjoyed that book. And she said she just hated it. To which I said, This man wrote about the yips, which is a thing that happens in baseball. And that short essay made me cry. If you can make me cry about the yips, you're talented. (laughs) So (laughs) that is my first author. Okay, awesome. Yeah, gosh, this is going to be really bad for my TBR because I'm like, oh, I haven't read Looking for Alaska. I haven't. Yeah, that's a quickie. Okay. All right. My first author is John Hart. And I know, yes, I have brought one of his books to the show, but the three books I have given five stars to are The Last Child, Iron House, 
and The Unwilling. The Unwilling is the one I have brought to the show. I think I've mentioned in one of our Patreons somewhere along the way, but The Last Child is the first book I ever read by him. And I found it on a a, um, display at Borders, so RIP Borders bookstore. I used to love to go there. I don't think John Hart gets enough like publicity for his books either. Um, these are exactly like right up my alley. If you have not read him and you like mysteries, I would start with The Last Child. If you don't mind a bit darker involving the mob and like more of a fast-paced thriller that definitely, like I said, has darker elements, I would go with Iron House. And if you want a little bit of both, I would go with The Unwilling. I still know he's the author I want you to read too, right? I know. He is mm-hmm. one of the authors you want me to read. I did purchase The Last Son. Um, it's on my shelf. It's back there somewhere. God only knows. I need to organize this. But <laughs> it is on my list for someday, right? And I think you are right. He is another one I don't see a ton about. You always do a good job with recommending. And I like how you did that. If you're looking for this, if you're looking for that, because I think listeners will get a lot out of how you phrase or formatted that. Okay. All right. My next author, and this is no surprise, it's Gillian Flynn. Guys, I had to. She is the, in fact, probably could have given all three of her books. The one that's not on my list is Dark Places. They all could have gotten a five-star rating. I just, for some reason, didn't have documentation of what I thought, so I can't Mm -hmm. remember. I do remember really enjoying it, though. She is an author who, and she probably tops all of our lists of authors I wish would publish again. I want something new. I'm just desperate for it. But also there's like something kind of badass to be said about, no, I literally wrote Gone Girl. I'm not writing anything else. (laughs) And I don't know if that's what she's doing, but it certainly feels that way. It's like, no, I, how am I going to top this? You won't. That brings me to an actually really good point. I noticed for me, I have a lot of authors where I rated one of their books five stars and another one three. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that once I find a five-star author, it's very difficult for their subsequent novels that I read to hold up to that five-star standard that I have in my head. And that happened a lot this year for me during my reading. Oh, interesting. Okay. I wonder if she's just waiting a heck of a long time to, like, maybe she's going to wait 15 years and then be like, well, I think people have forgotten about Gone Girl by now. I can write something fresh. I mean, Terry Hayes has waited 10 and will... I'm so happy for you. I know. Well, I know she's doing other things. She's got an imprint. I know she's working in television. I think she's got. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Screenwriting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. It remains to be seen if we're going to get another one. Right. Okay. My next author. Yeah. You won't be surprised to hear, but I feel like maybe you've forgotten about her books. So I need to remind you about Oprah Winfrey's books now. I I, I did need, not think you were going to say Oprah. Oh my I God. Need, I mean, of course, you know, we all know, of course we all know Oprah, but we all know Oprah for everything. But do you know, her books are really good. I have given five stars to The Path Made Clear, What I Know For Sure, and The Wisdom of Sundays. And uh, those three books are my nightstand books. Now, because most of my five-star books are out in my family room on my five-star bookshelf, like scattered. These books are on my nightstand in my bedroom because these really particularly just call to me. I want them near my little um, decorative glass container. 
of crystals. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I feel like I've, I, I have a little crystal corner okay. with Oprah's books and I, the whole thing just works for me right there on mm-hmm. like the, my nightstand corner. So, um, yes. And you can, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these books if you pick them up. I also own all of them on audio because why not? I mean, she narrates. Right. So it, <laughs> yes. I love it. We're getting a double Oprah recommendation today on the show. Next for me is an author that I have brought both of their books to the show because I've read them both since we've been recording, but I have to give her her flowers. It's Kennedy Ryan. And the two books that I uh, brought are Before I Let Go and Real. And she is a romance author. I would consider this romance with depth. There's fully fleshed out characters you might want to check content warnings for some of her books because there's some like upsetting marital and just life things that happen in her stories. But gosh, does she go there? Her books are really, really spicy too, to the point where I'm like, oh gosh, let me fast forward. <laughs> I'm <laughs> listening to it on audio because you know I don't care for an open door. Both of these books were so entertaining and just thought-provoking and they really have stuck with me, especially real. I think I read that last year around this time. Do the audio for real. Just talk, just listen to me. Do the audio for real mm-hmm. because it's Jacoby Diem who narrates, aka JD Jackson. It's like his pseudonym for when he narrates spicy books, I think. Mm-hmm. His voice is incredible. So highly recommend both of hers. Those are the only two books I've read by her, too, which I think says something. Because I'm like, wait a minute, two books, two five stars, and I know she's got a pretty long backlist. So that could be something that I do. I could go back and actually look and see if she has any backlist that called to me. Yes, Tina, I was just going to say, put a star by her name, because when you're ever stuck for, like, I don't know what I feel like reading, then go back and read something from her backlist. Uh, with the book wisdom, Renee, that is smart, <laughs> very smart. Well, you kind of came to that conclusion on your own, but <laughs> <laughs> but you helped again. But I was be thinking about, about it. it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, I'm wondering if this next author is also on your list. It is Alice Maybe. Hoffman. No, okay. Turns out this was kind of surprising to me. I have six books that I've read of hers that I've given five stars to. I did not realize there were that many. So let me list them very quickly. Survival Lessons, Here on Earth, Faithful, The World That We Knew, Rules of Magic, and Magic Lessons. All five stars. Survival Lessons is the nonfiction book, her memoir that I brought to the show recently. Let me do my quick little, if you are interested in historical fiction by her, uh, go with the world that we knew. That was so good. Very, very, very good. Um, we all know rules of magic and the and magic lessons are part of the Practical Magic series. So that kind of speaks for itself. Faithful, I don't know that I've ever heard anyone talking about faithful. That one, I, I don't, it's very different. So if you're looking for Alice Hoffman different with a little bit of supernatural and the universe. If you love the universe, like I love the universe, give then maybe pick up Faithful. Okay. Those are my that those are my hot takes on Alice Hoffman books. Oh, that is a good one. No, I would not have, I mean, I wouldn't have predicted that. But now that you say that, I'm like, yeah, she is a wonderful author. All right. 
Speaking of authors, where I've only read two of their books, and I gave them both five stars, next is Alona Bannister. Listen, Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I bring her up a lot (laughs) because I really like her books. Number one is When I Ran Away. That was her debut. And the other one is Little Prisons, which is not sold in the U.S. You have to get it from Blackwell's, but they offer free shipping at a great price. And I loved both of these books. She writes stories that have a very, not very intricate plot, but there's an intricate plot overlaid with very thought-provoking, fully fleshed characters, which is my kind of writing. I don't know what to say. I love both of them. And also, both of those books were in my top 10 of the year when I read them. So they've still stuck with Mm. me. They've got staying power, in my opinion. And I'm really hopeful that she gets to write another one that is sold here in the U.S. So help us out and, you know, purchase her book. So (laughs) maybe I can get another one by her. Okay, good. All right. Um, My next author, I have brought one of her books to the show. It's Kia Abdullah. And uh, I brought Next of Kin to the show. Absolutely loved it. And the other five star that she's written for me is Take It Back. That was actually the first book that I read from her. I believe that's her debut. You cannot go wrong with either one of those books and talk about mind-blowing twist. I think I will go as far as to say mind-blowing twists. And that's not a spoiler because it's just how she writes. And there's usually more than one. So if you haven't given her a try, this is, yeah, now it's time to do it. Pick any, pick either one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I second that. You had me read Take It Back for, I think, our co-host picks our read show. I loved it. Agree with the, everything mm-hmm. you said. I'm really interested in her, I guess, new one, Perfectly Nice Neighbors. Yeah, I, I do have a copy of that. I just haven't I know, read me it Me too. I've been avoiding it because I'm like, this is Renee's author. There's some authors <laughs> that are yours in my brain. Now, I could just say, hey, can I read this? And I'm sure it's not even like in your forefront, yeah. but I'm like, ah, I'll let Renee tell me about that one. Well, you can uh, read it if you want, Tina. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Downloading. No. <laughs> Next for me is Tiffany D. Jackson. I love this author's writing. And the two books that I've read of hers that I gave five stars were allegedly and The Weight of Blood. Different books, very different. She writes in, I guess you would call it YA, but I think it's more new adult than anything else. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's like there's young characters, but the subject matter is definitely darker. So definitely pay attention to that. The Weight of Blood is fantastic on audio. It's a full cast. It's this take on Carrie. I loved it. Allegedly, really good. Just look at the synopsis. And if it's too dark for you, you'll know from the synopsis. Just She takes on these thought-provoking stories and just infuses a ton of research into it. And I can't wait. I think she's expecting. I think I just saw that on her Instagram like the other day. And so I don't, she said, don't worry, I'm still writing, but here's my other news, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so I'm excited to get more by her. She does have a long backlist. I've read a couple others um, that were very, very good. Not quite five star for me, but I, this is an author for me that is an auto read slash auto buy author. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Double, that's a, that's a double plus auto read auto buy Mm -hmm. auto read auto buy i don't want to just read them i want to own them i want to hold them i want to look at them that's a sweet spot (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yes okay my next author i feel like also we do not hear enough about her it is renee denfield and yeah she i've i believe i've read everything she has written two which is three books (laughs) at the time. Um, but two of them 
are five stars. The first one is The Child Finder. And the second one is The Butterfly Girl. And these are, I don't know if it's a series per se, but the same main character who is an investigator is in both books, but they're completely different cases and stories, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, These are mysteries with, boy, a lot of depth and really hard subject matter. Um, She's an advocate for foster kids. And so her stories have kids in them that are dealing with very hard things. So especially in The Butterfly Girl, but oh man, I don't even know if I had to pick from either one of those, which would be my favorite. So if you have not read Renee Denfield and you like mysteries and thrillers, start with The Child Finder um, and then, you know, then you can go right into The Butterfly Girl. So highly recommend it. Great pick. I don't know if I've ever heard of that author, which... I don't know. Again, I really don't understand why we don't hear more about some of these authors. And I don't mean that in a a weird way. I just am like, geez, you're right. I don't know much about them. Next for me... Now, I'm not as... I wish I had... I wish I was more original, but I'm not... (laughs) My next three authors couldn't be bigger. Next for me is Lisa Jewell. I love Lisa Jewell. She is another auto-read author. And I've read a ton of her books at this point. The three that I gave five-star ratings to are Then She Was Gone, I Found You, and The Night She Disappeared. Those were my favorite. I Found You is the one that I read of hers first. It's one of her older ones, and I don't hear a ton about it. She just, you always know you're going to get a well-crafted story with her. Now, some of them aren't my favorite. Some of them take on subplots or, you know, take on things that I don't love to read about. But always I am entertained. Always it's something that I'm like, ooh, I want to know more about this. Now, could I tell you what any of those three books are about? No, I could not. Mm-mm. I remember I found you set on a beach and there's a missing man. The other two, I think there's a missing kid and then something else. I don't know. There was a pool. <laughs> and that's not a knock. That just means I am happy when I'm reading her. I'm immersed in the reading experience and it's a very pleasant ride. Now, that happens to me a lot, though, I think with mystery thriller. I miss some of the finer points, but I can tell you whether or not it was a good one. So mm-hmm. that is my Lisa Jewell plug, my my Lisa Jewell recommendation. Yes, I read her recent one. I really enjoyed it. There were some issues I had with it because I know someone's going to ask, did you read her latest? And I did. It was entertaining, but, you know, not quite up to that five star. Okay. I read Then She Was Gone after you recommended it on one of our early episodes. Loved it. I also yes. gave it five stars. Um, she would have been on, she is on my long list of authors yes. I've given because Tina, I Found You was also my first read by her and oh. I gave it five stars. I binged that book. I, I have a vivid memory. I sat on the couch for six hours uh, binging that dream. book. I loved it so much. I loved Good. it so oh. much. Yeah, that makes me so happy when I can re- when I can recommend a mystery or a thriller to Renee and she gives it five stars. <gasps> there's yeah. nothing better. That's I read that favorite. on. I I read that sneakily on the side because yeah. As soon as you brought it so to the, happy. I think you brought it to Universal Recommendations yep. or one of those early episodes, and um, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. I'm glad. Good. So, yeah. Okay. I'm going to bring a mystery and thriller writer next. 
And another super, I believe he's super under the radar. It's Thomas Enger, and he is a writer from Oslo, Norway. And I have read his entire Henning Jewel series, but I've given five stars to two of them. And those would be Pierced and Cursed. But I highly recommend the series. I, th- I think I gave four stars to the other books in the series, so I'm not knocking those at all. But book two is Pierced and book four is Cursed. So isn't that interesting? I think there's four books in the series. Again, if you like uh, books also set, I think he sets his books in Norway or Oslo, but definitely like um, he is Definitely a more Nordic noir type of thriller writer. Very, very good. Henning Jewell, the main character in this series, is a journalist. So if you like journalist type of investigations and like lots of different characters, I just remember I loved this series and I don't hear, yeah, I don't really hear anything about it. So give him a try. Oh, you're making you're making me feel bad about myself because <laughs> my next two authors couldn't be bigger. They are well, two of the biggest authors on the planet. I've actually. saved my last two are are fairly big. Okay, all right. Well, there we go. My next author, you know, I couldn't do this list without mentioning Stephen King, and I debated bringing him because you all know we've talked about him ad nauseum. But I will say, I have read twenty three of his books. And if I really, really sit down with it and look at it, I think I only have five that are five-star reads for me, okay? So these, if you want to get into reading him, these would be my recommendations, these particular books. My number one favorite is The Stand. It's very long, thousand, it's like 1,200 pages. It's a post-apocalyptic book. It is his magnum opus. I loved it. I loved it. Second favorite, I believe if you're going to ask me today, it's It. By Stephen King. I just love that one. Uh, another really long one. Third, Pet Cemetery, a book that actually scared me. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about that on the show before. The other two that are on my list are Misery, just fantastic for winter. Uh, I could still picture the villain in that one. And I think I'm picturing Kathy Bates because she's so Oh, iconic. I absolutely <laughs> picture Kathy Bates. Uh-huh. Um, but what a well-crafted story. And then finally is On Writing, which is Stephen King's nonfiction book. So love him in all of his many, many formats. But I was surprised. I read 23 of his books and I would really, I think I rated some of them higher on Goodreads. But if I really sat with it, I think those are my five stars from him. Okay. I I debated about him too. And I'm the same. I had read a lot, but I haven't given five stars to that many. So mm-hmm. um, I'm with you, though. I did give five stars to, to Misery, and um, I, I still haven't read The Stand. Someday, someday. <sighs> Settle in. <laughs> I know. Forever. I know. It took okay. Me, yeah, I remember having to buy the audio. I had to buy the ebook because it expired. I read this a long time ago at this point, but yeah, it took quite some time. Okay. All right. Well, you will definitely know my next author. It is Britt Bennett, and she, I've only read two of, I don't have, has she written more than two books? I don't think she has. I've given them both, I've given them both Mm -hmm. five stars. It's Mm -hmm. The Mothers and The Vanishing Half. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, both five stars. So I'm anxiously waiting for her, her next book. If she had a backlist, I would be back reading them because both of, and those books are different, but really 
fantastic. So um, I don't think you could go wrong with either one of those. No, I agree. I think they're, they are very different. Um, I love The Vanishing Half. That was the book I was reading in 2020 when I had Lily and I remember just like walking around the house holding this book because I really wanted to see what happened. Very, very good recommendations. All right. My final one is John Grisham. Okay, listen, I don't oh, know if I've wow. ever... That, that <laughs> is surprising. Okay. I, and here's why I brought him and I surprised myself. I read 19 of his books. Excuse me? No, oh my I didn't know goodness. he had that many. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, wow. I have read so many of this man's books. I used to read, and I just changed as a reader in 2009 when I started tracking. And I think before I was in college, I was getting my master's, whatever. I would find one author that I'd like, and I would read everything by them. And that was it. That was my mm-hmm. thought process. So I own a ton of those little mass. Well, they're actually pretty thick. The mass market paperbacks by John Grisham. They're all at my parents' house. I think I have to go and just collect them for posterity. But 19 of his books, and I've rated a lot five stars. Now, I don't quite stand by these because, again, I couldn't really tell you what I thought. <laughs> One that does stand out is called Gray Mountain. It was a very, it was sort of legal, but it was more contemporary fiction. It wasn't like fully, fully set in a courtroom. I think there was a man that was like accused of something and I don't know if he did it. I remember really enjoying Gray Mountain. Of course, The Firm, The Pelican Brief, and A Time to Kill are some of the others that are on my list. And there's actually more, but again, I don't know a thing about them. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if they're even worth mentioning, but I will say He is an author that I, time and time again, am curious about. I read one of his more recent books that was not very good, but Ari Falacos narrated it. So I was like, bonus points for having a wonderful narrator. And I am curious about his new book that just came out. It's the second book in The Firm. It's like, what, 20-something years later Mm -hmm. after it was set? And it's called The The Exchange. It's called The Exchange. So (laughs) I am curious about that. (laughs) Uh, he does have a backlist called the the Testament, though, because I was thinking about that. I oh, that al- is on my list as a five star. That's where it came from. Yeah, I also read all those books, except I haven't heard even heard of Gray Mountain. Mm-hmm. You have me intrigued by that. Um, but I I used to read all of his books too, and I just don't know. I didn't rate that. I wasn't even rating books like back then. I mean, I read The Firm in I was still in college. So, but I loved it. I probably would have yeah. given that five stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I loved all of those old books of his too. So, okay. I just wasn't expecting, I don't know. I guess I, I that was a surprise to me. Good. I, at but least that I makes surprised sense. you somewhere. You did. <laughs> I won't surprise you with my last, with the author that I have given the most five star ratings Bolton. to. It's Sharon Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have read, gosh, I've read Almost, I think I've read all of her books except one. So I don't think I read. I don't think I read her very, very first book, and I can't even think of the title. But I've given seven of her books five stars. So those are Daisy and Chains, Dead Woman Walking, Now You See Me, which is book one of the Lacey Flint series, Dead Scared, which is book two of the Lacey Flint series, Lost. Book three of the Lacey Flint series, Little Black Lies, which is a standalone, and The Craftsman, which is book one in a new other mystery series that she's doing. So yeah, seven, seven five stars. I just, I man, if you're interested in a series, an amazing thriller series uh, with 
great mysteries. I shouldn't say, I mean, they are kind of thriller because they're very hard to put down, but they're more on the mystery lines. Um, Start with Now You See Me. Uh, If you want to try out more of a straight thriller, go with Dead Woman Walking. The opening scene in that is one of the most chilling opening scenes. I read that book years ago, and I still, if I see a hot air balloon, I immediately think of that book. (laughs) Oh my gosh, which I'll never get in a hot air balloon ever. Um, No. The, yeah, I, I just love her. I love, I love all of these books. Now, I did recently, I was so excited to get book five in the Lacey Flint series, The Dark, and I DNF'd it. I remember that. So mm-hmm. that was, that was shocking. But there you go. I mean, sometimes even our favorite authors write things that don't work for us. Mm-hmm. But I am, I am going to pick up the book that comes after The Craftsman, which is called The Buried, and that is on my fall TBR. Oh, okay. Well, report back. Yes. Oh, well, I, you know, that's it right now. That's our long list of books. I'm sure we've done bad things to your TBR, but at least you know (laughs) you're getting a good reading experience out of it if you happen to pick any of those up. I want to know who your five-star authors are, so feel free to tag us or come up with your own post. I mean, you know, We can never have too many book recommendations. And I will wrap things up with our shelf edition. This could have also been on my repeat five-star author list. I'm doing what you're doing. I'm sneaking one in. (laughs) But the author is Alyssa Cole. And so the two books by her that I have rated five stars are A Princess in Theory and When No One is Watching. And my shelf edition is One of Us Knows. And this one comes out in 2024 on April 16th. This is a thriller. So she writes a bunch in the romance space, but when no one is watching is in the thriller. And so this one is another thriller. And it's about a caretaker of a historic estate who finds herself trapped on an island with a murderer and the ghosts of her Mm. past. And now I'm a little nervous because listen to this first sentence. Years after a breakdown in a diagnosis of dissociative identity disorder. I'm always a little nervous when they give Mm. diagnoses. I'm like, I hope it's well done. So they get this diagnosis. And they lose their job working as a preservationist. And then all of a sudden, they're given a second chance. And they're not about to refuse it. They are given the opportunity to work in a position as a resident caretaker of a historic home. This home has been dormant for years. And the person's name is Ken, has no idea what led them to this isolated Hudson River Island. But they're determined not to ruin their opportunity. Then a surprise visit from the home's conservation trust just as Nor'easter bears down on the island, disrupts her newfound life, leaving Ken trapped with a group of possibly dangerous strangers, including the man who brought their life tumbling down years earlier. When this person turns up dead, they are the prime suspect. So all you need to know, folks, is that we have got a house with kind of nebulous origins. You've got a mysterious stranger and a nor'easter, and then someone winds up dead. Locked room mystery. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> there is a web of secrets, a race against time, and I'm very curious to see what the heck is going on here. So this book was One of Us Knows by Alyssa Cole. Oh, that sounds good. I know you love a locked room mystery. I love a locked room mystery. Um, I'm so excited to share my shelf edition and that yes. I came across it. Because it is called Sleeping Giant by Renee Denfield. And I didn't know she had a new book coming out. It comes out March 26th of 2024. And this is a standalone. 
20 years ago, a nine-year-old boy was swept away by powerful waves on a remote Oregon beach. His body lost to the sea. The only thing that remains to mark his tragedy is a stone memorial. Then you have another character named Amanda. And for most of her life, she had no idea that she had an older brother named Dennis Owens or that he had died. She had been adopted as a baby and she learned about him while looking into her late birth mother. And she's curious to know more about this lost sibling. She is a solitary young woman and she's always felt a bit distance from the world around her. Her brain works differently from others, and that kind of leaves her feeling like she's set apart from everyone. Her one true companion is the orphaned polar bear she cares for working at a zoo. So by getting to know her birth family, she hopes to understand more about herself. Then we also have a retired police officer named Larry Palmer. He is a widower, And he doesn't really have anything except time, and he's in need of a purpose. So he offers to help Amanda find answers. And the search leads to shocking and heartbreaking discoveries. Dennis Owen had been a forgotten foster child abandoned to a home for disturbed boys off the coast. And as Amanda and Larry dig deeper into the past, They stumble upon decades of cruelty and hidden crimes. So, I mean, I will obviously read anything she writes. So I'm very excited about this. It's Sleeping Giant by Renee Denfield. Glad you found that. I'm so glad I found it. I don't have a copy of it yet. I just started on my my 2024 books, like Mm -hmm. peeking at what's coming. So um, I'm excited. Yes, I agree. Well, that's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us by following us wherever you listen and by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get our show out to new listeners and grows our audience. Don't forget, if you would like access to exclusive bonus content and community, you can join us for $5 a month on patreon.com slash etc. If you'd like to connect with us, email us at booktalketc at gmail.com. You can also find us at booktalketc on Instagram, Tina at TBR, etc., and me, Renee, at It's Book Talk. Talk to you next week. In the meantime, remember, everything is better with books. Looking for Alaska. That book is wonderful. Why are there balloons on my <gasps> screen, Renee? Did you see that? I saw that. Looking for Alaska. <gasps> birthday. Happy birthday, Renee. Oh my. Zoom's doing some funky that stuff, you guys. Zoom was... is listening. I thought maybe <laughs> anyway. you I thought maybe you hit no. a button because you were nope. you were like a special. <laughs> okay, that was interesting. Okay.